friends. Today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about excuses. Yes, we all make them. Nobody likes to think of themselves as a person who makes excuses because we typically call them reasons. But we really do have a list of excuses to not make changes in our lives, to not try something new, to not be different. Really, the vast majority of reasons we have for not doing something or continuing a destructive or unhealthy lifestyle, they're really nothing more than excuses, neatly packaged to look like reasons. Making excuses is easy. I mean, you could make a hundred of them right now. You could make an excuse right now to turn me off. Please don't do that. (laughs) Change takes time and effort and really a fight against opposition, a fight against the beast, even a fight against your patterns of thinking and behaviors. And guess what else? Those pesky excuses. So it's really, it's time to set aside all of your excuses and start finding reasons. That's really how you combat excuse making. You replace those excuses with reasons. We fight change. We really do. And we start adopting excuses for one or two reasons. We fight change and we start adopting excuses for one of two reasons or both of them. The first one is fear. And what are we fearing? If we are not changing, we're making excuses for not doing something, not taking on a challenge. We're doing it because of fear, typically. That's, that's the first reason. And what, it, what is it we're afraid of? We're afraid of failure? I mean, sure. Everybody has a little nervousness about failure. Listen, even the strongest of people, the people you look at as as really brave and almost fearless, even those people have fears. They even think about failure. They have to fight that thought, those dreams that might even come. I've had those dreams before every single one of my events. I will have at least one dream where it is maybe a day or two before the event and we forgot to secure the location or we forgot to sell tickets or something else, some other big thing. And here we are right at the end. It's so weird how I will have those dreams every single time. So somewhere my brain is processing something in there, right? Some kind of fear of failure. We also fear the unknown, right? I mean, if we make changes, we don't know what that's going to look like. What is life going to look like? What will be my reality, my new reality when I make these changes? We are afraid of what other people might think. Will we be criticized? Might somebody even walk away if I make this change? Some people don't want us to change. Will I wind up lonely? All sorts of different fears come in and they help us to start making excuses. The second major reason that people resist change is pain. We don't like pain, right? Who likes pain? We would much rather have pleasure. Most people don't want to be uncomfortable. We don't want to sacrifice or we don't want to miss out on something, right? Because sometimes in order for you to make these changes, you're going to have to miss out on something. 
You might have to not go out. You might not go to a dinner. Whatever it is that you're is at the core of your excuse making and this thing that you're wanting to change, it will probably require you to have some sort of sacrifice. Unfortunately, people prefer to avoid pain. So fear or pain are really big friends of excuses. They help us to wrap up excuses in those neat little packages and pretend that they are actually reasons. Jim Rohn, you may have heard of him. He was an American entrepreneur, author, and a motivational speaker. He said all sorts of really great things. But listen to this one. He said we must all suffer from one of two pains. The pain of discipline or the pain of regret. Now here's where it really gets to the heart of the matter. He said the difference is discipline weighs ounces while regret weighs tons. Wouldn't you rather work to overcome this pain and fear avoidance that you have so that you don't live in regret? My mother has a lot of fears. She will tell you herself. She has lived her entire life with all sorts of, of fears and negativity and, and things that have really held her back. I didn't really realize that this even bothered her until the other night and we had a couple of nephews and a niece over at my sister-in-law's house for dinner. And one of them is going off to Morocco to live for three years to, for his job. And another one works for Netflix. And another one is a nurse with a master's degree and, and doing all sorts of different things. And so they were all talking about what they're doing. And one of them, really, the one who's a nurse, really wants to travel. She loves to travel. And, you know, some people were giving their opinions that, well, rather than travel, why don't you pay off your student loans and not travel? Now, I'm not here to talk about student loans or finances or anything about that. This is not an opinion on any of that. What was interesting is what my mother said. My mother, who's very conservative and fiscally responsible and all that kind of stuff, she said, I think you should go out and see the world she said, I wish that I would have done so many more things in my life and not been afraid of taking chances. The pain of regret weighs tons, my friends. Discipline just weighs ounces. It might feel like a ton at first, but it really is ounces compared to having regrets. So to stop making excuses, you have to be ready to face fear and to experience some pain. There's no getting around this but I'm all about helping you build courage. So let's get into these five steps, these five steps that you can take to stop making excuses and start finding reasons to change, reasons to do whatever it is you want to do to get wherever it is you want to get to. The first one is to unmask your excuses. So remember, I like to say that these excuses are wrapped up and they're just wrapped up in these pretty fancy little packages that have you believing they are valid reasons rather than what they really are, which are excuses. So it's time to rip off that fancy wrapping and expose these excuses for what they are, these justifications that you have for not making change. So that's the first thing. Unmask your excuses. Be willing to look them in the face and recognize it. Say, okay, yep, I'm doing it. I'm making excuses. The second step is to find a compelling reason. So in order for you to blot out, to stop focusing on your excuses and have those invading your thoughts, find a compelling reason. 
You know, it's kind of like bringing light into darkness. Don't leave a vacuum when you unmask your excuses. Replace it with a compelling reason. For example, when my daughter Jamie was deep into her addiction, I mean, I felt as not only was I a terrible mother, but because it went on for so many years, I really felt as if I'd failed at life. I really felt like a big loser. I was depressed and hopeless, and I was essentially doing whatever I could just to make it through the day without losing it. And at my lowest point, I just knew I had to find a reason. I had to figure out how to find a reason to stand. And because I felt so badly about myself, because I had myself at such a low point, I couldn't seem to find, you know, to put me as the reason to stand, that I deserved it or the world needed me. None of those things made sense to me at that point. So I found a reason. My reason was my son, Sean. And he really became my most compelling reason, my first reason. I also stood for my husband, and I did eventually stand for myself and for all of you and my family and friends. And and there became a lot of different reasons, but initially I, I had to grab onto anything. And that might be where you are. You, you can't even figure out why. Find something or someone to hang on to. I don't mean for them to drag you through life. I mean for them to be your reason to stand. I mean, it just felt to me like Sean was already losing his, his only sibling. And um, he was losing his best friend, his first very best friend. And it wasn't fair that he was really witnessing the self-destruction of his mother, no matter how much I tried to pretend. And I, I had a lot of influence over Sean. We are, we are very close. We've always had a close relationship. We've always been able to talk about everything. And I knew this was affecting him no matter how good of an actress I tried to be. And so I finally said, that's it. I'm not going to allow him to watch his mom self-destruct. So that was my reason. What I want you to do is find as many reasons as you can. The more, the better. But maybe like me, it will only take the one reason. So you've unmasked your excuses and found a compelling reason or many, many reasons. Now on to the third step. Get ready to be uncomfortable. That doesn't sound like a really fun step, does it? But it's reality. Get ready. Prepare yourself to be uncomfortable because it's going to be. If you pretend it's not going to be, then you're going to be shocked It's like when people would tell pregnant women, oh, it's not that bad. It doesn't hurt that bad. I said, don't lie to them. Come on. I tell them it hurts like hell. Are you kidding me? It's the worst pain ever. It's worth it though. But let's not send them in thinking it's not that bad. It's terrible. (laughs) Hey, and I have a really high tolerance for pain. The point is, let's be real so that we can be prepared. You hear me say this all the time. Anything worth having, being, or doing takes work. It takes sacrifice. And that can be painful and uncomfortable. So be realistic. Recognize what it's going to take for you to make these changes mentally, physically, mentally, and even spiritually. It's also going to be worth it. Step four is to be prepared for the return of those pesky excuses. So what is going to happen as you are going through this process of making changes, you're you're doing whatever it is you want to do, you are going to be hit with 
those darn pesky excuses. They will come back. And just when you're making progress, you're going to have a setback. That's just the way it goes. Let me give you a personal example from very recently with me. I have gained more weight than I have ever gained, aside from being pregnant with my first child, Jamie. And I had a lot of water weight gain. I gained a lot of weight with that. And so I am, here I am, you know, my, my highest weight level. But I'm making excuses. And, and this is a reality. The reality is that my thyroid gland was radiated back when I was 29 years old. And yes, I'm on medication and, and my metabolism seemed okay for a while until I hit the, the menopause years. And boy, it's like somebody flipped a switch. But I also have adrenal fatigue. And so you, you marry those two together and it's, you know, it's a real picnic, my friends. And so my metabolism is just terrible. And I work out a lot and I thought, well, I'm eating fairly well. And, you know, I had all of these reasons why I couldn't lose weight. And I decided, well, let me just accept the way I am. And, you know, I'd look better than, than most people my age, you know, and I had all of these reasons. What were they? Excuses because I really didn't want to go through the pain of doing something drastic because it wasn't fair. That was the other reason. It's not fair. Other people don't have to be drastic. Other people just, you know, stop eating ice cream at night and they lose 20 pounds. I mean, that's not fair. You see where I'm headed? And finally, I said, okay, that's it. I'm doing it. I used what I'm telling you here. I used these steps and I started to lose weight. And in the first four weeks, Three weeks, I think it was. I lost three weeks. I lost five pounds, which might not seem like a lot because I was. Um, and by the way, I don't believe in diets myself. This is just a personal thing because every diet works temporarily, but the second you stop doing the diet, whatever it is, you gain your weight back and sometimes more. Uh, so I don't. I, what I'm doing is a different lifestyle, one that I think I can do forever. So I'm not going to do anything drastic that's going to drop weight really, really quickly because I know it'll just come back if I do. So this is something that I can make for a lifestyle change that I, you know, could potentially do forever. I say potentially, uh, I'm planning on doing it forever. In any case, so, you know, that might not sound like a lot, but for me, with my metabolism, that was fantastic. So I'm on a roll, right? I hit week four, which was last week, zippo, zero. I don't lose one more ounce. And it kind of, you know, hey, I know I'm in the attitude business, but it kind of bummed me out a little bit. And I'm telling you what, I came about this close. I know you can't see me right now, but you can picture what my fingers are doing right now. I came about this close from heading right from the scale to the refrigerator and saying, heck with it, right? I mean, after all, my metabolism is in the toilet. And guess what? Enter excuse number one to quit. That's what was happening to me. So I had to fight that. The bottom line is that the excuses will return. First of all, because they're habits and habits are hard to break, you know, and, and those habits of having excuses were helping us to alleviate what is uncomfortable. So really now is the time when that happens. That's the time you have to dig in your heels and remember your reasons. And the fifth step in the process. Now, remember, these steps are taken alongside whatever it is you're doing. Like I told you about my new eating plan, my new, not a diet, but my, my new diet that is my lifestyle. I'm using these steps alongside, obviously, things I'm doing to that end. And that's the same for you. You can apply any of these steps to whatever it is you want to change. So at the beginning of the process, remember, you identified and unmasked your excuses. 
but don't be surprised if new reasons arrive in pretty little packages. Trust me, new ones, different ones, ones you hadn't even unmasked before, brand new ones. And, you know, when you, so when you hit a roadblock, you might start to rationalize why it makes sense to quit. Like, remember me? About ready to head from the scale to the refrigerator. But delays and complications will be a part of your change process. So expect them. Just like I said before, to get ready to be uncomfortable. Let's be prepared for the, the hurdles, the disappointments, the feelings like we want to quit. They will happen. It's just a part of the process of change. So what this remember, this step is to adopt the never give up mentality. So no matter how many times you get knocked down, you just keep getting back up. You tell yourself that you're not going to quit. Right now, my friend, you might have a list of excuses as long as your arm. But be careful that your list does not become another excuse. Think about that one for a minute. I've heard people many, many times say, the reason that I don't do X, I've got too many excuses. Oh my gosh, think about that. That list of excuses just became an excuse. Stop making excuses. Pretending that they're reasons and start finding real valid reasons like my reason to stand. My reason to stand was that I didn't want Sean to see me self-destruct anymore. But let me take it a little deeper for you. I also knew that I had an opportunity to teach him something. I had an opportunity to demonstrate to him what real courage looks like. To show him how to stand up and fight. To demonstrate that at your lowest point it's possible to stand up and fight. So whatever change it is you want to make, maybe it's not something as serious as being in a deep depression like I was, but you can still see that you can take these reasons and make them deep rooted reasons so that when these excuses come along, these new excuses wrapped up like reasons, when you feel like quitting, when you feel uncomfortable, when fear and pain keep telling you that you don't want to do this anymore, that you won't quit. Stop making excuses and start finding reasons to change. Your story matters. Live it courageously. Mm-hmm.